Good morning, listeners. It's your boy, Mason Taylor, a.k.a. Uncle Cracker. Hey, guys, it's Alex Wu, a.k.a. Fried Rice. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the eighth episode of Where's the, the Action? Action? All right. So <laughs> jumping off to our full disclosure, um, so as, as you saw on our Instagram, we had to um, not post the last episode of Expendables. Uh, due to some tech issues that we were dealing with. So a little bit of audio, a little bit of GarageBand issues, but hopefully this time we got it figured out um, and released this one. Yeah, uh, hopefully this one makes it to the air too. Uh, (laughs) You know, there could be something else, but fingers crossed, you know, we're hoping. (laughs) We're holding out. Um, So are we really going to do this next point or? No, we can skip this. (laughs) Um, All so, I'm going to say, well, okay, no, 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 no don't we're, say it, we're, don't it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, Alex has a very um, bad full disclosure. He did something very bad today. <laughs> it's not that bad. Okay. Um, so uh, today is Friday or Saturday, February 13th. Um, yesterday was February 12th, which was actually the start of Lunar New Year's. Um, it is a um, holiday that Asian cultures normally separate or celebrate for their new year um and so as the states has their new years on the first um asian cultures normally has it during some time during february and so happy lunar new year to all of our listeners out there who do celebrate i wish you guys a very uh wealthy um successful new year um, nice. and so in honor of lunar new year um i actually made some fried rice last night and I was going to bring it to lunch today so Mason and I can have, but I accidentally forgot it. <laughs> I think you forgot it on purpose, to be honest. I don't think you want me to have your rice. <laughs> he text all right here. He texted me last night. He says, "Hey, we're not going to go out. We're, I'll bring fried rice to the podcast." I was like, "Okay, that's literally the best because I'm broke anyway." <laughs> well, now. I'm up a creek without a paddle because now there is no uh, rice for me. So, oh, I forgot. I forgot your um your cream puffs too. What didn't you forget? <laughs> what did you? What? Oops. Oh wait, you still have my cream puffs? Yeah, I didn't eat them. Oh, all right. Well, I'm slowly withering away. I haven't eaten in two <laughs> days because of Alex. Um. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, there's that. So maybe um, you'll get it next week. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll bring something. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Hold on. Um, Alex forgot to shut the door to the bathroom. We have a phantom toilet um, in this podcast HQ. The toilet periodically um, tries to speak to us. But, uh, yeah, so we just closed that door. We should be good now. So uh, th- That was a really short full disclosure segment yeah usually we're still railing on somebody for another 20 <laughs> minutes but i guess we can go ahead and move on into the sponsor section right yep so our first sponsor um is sushi factory uh sushi factory is actually a little restaurant in blacksburg virginia um if you are from blacksburg virginia or know the area it's in the uh university mall um next to the Math Empo um, and Sushi Factory. This is from their website. Who are we? We are a casual sushi and tea spot offering a large variety of delicious sushi and Taiwanese-inspired beverages. And so 
the organization that um, that I, I am a part of, the Vietnamese Student Association, we had a Sushi Factory fundraiser, and we decided to shout out Sushi Factory. Yeah, um, I had the privilege of having the sushi, but not after a, a, a r- little <laughs> rough and tumble. Um, so I'll just be honest. Should I go ahead and say this? Yeah. It was raining here in Blacksburg, and I had a, a meeting 20 minutes from when Alex said, hey, pick up your sushi, <laughs> because he got me sushi from Sushi Factory. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll try. So I, I drove over here and real quick. I yeeted over here, and I got out of the car, and I started running towards the apartment. And when I started running, I tripped and fell and slid on my back. <laughs> A full 20 feet across the lawn. Uh, my back was covered in mud and sweat and blood. And and, uh, and I eventually had to take my pants off at one point because um, I couldn't sit in the car with my muddy pants. I need a towel. I, I They wouldn't let me in the apartment to get a towel or anything. Um, so, uh, yeah, sushi's good. The sushi was good. The sushi. What, what, uh, what sushi roll did I get? I think you said fried shrimp. It was um, tempura, shrimp, shrimp tempura. Um, I forget the name, but that was shrimp like tempura. The... I accidentally, but I ate it wrong though. I pulled the whole shrimp out and ate it, and then had ate the sushi part separately. And you also said apparently you can eat the tail. Yeah. I mean, I don't normally do that. I pull it out, but I guess that's custom. I don't know. I also ate it with a fork. Don't at me. Um, I couldn't. I was in a meeting. All right, all right. Yeah, eating. During I couldn't a embarrass meeting. myself with chopsticks in a meeting. I would have tried though. Next time. Next time. Next. Next. Next lunar new year. Nice. <laughs> all right. So, uh, oh, also we have another sponsor, Alex's Baby Pictures. <laughs> so, uh, well, you have a little more knowledge about why we have these up. So, um, so so. We have this baby picture up on our monitor that we're that we both get to watch because we monitor the uh, the audio that's going into the microphone so we can see the the frequencies and stuff like that. Um, and so on the side we have a picture of me. Um, I'd say I don't know, maybe one or two years old, um, sipping a uh, bottle. <laughs> Uh, Burnett's oh. vodka. <laughs> no, no, I assume it's a bottle of milk. Um, but know. yeah, uh, starting young, you know. <laughs> it looks like some clear milk, brother. I think. Look, that's why your eyes are like that. <laughs> he looks like he's about to fall asleep. Um, uh, but yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, and that's like a, a toy car. So like the ones oh, that. Wait, what? You're in a car right now? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Dang. So this dr- will translate very well into drinking, the uh, drinking podcast. Drinking and driving. <laughs> <laughs> Look, already starting young, starting young. Um, yeah, so we have uh, we are graced with the presence of Alex circa 2000. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's nice. Um, good picture. We'll post it on our story. Oh, will we? Yeah. All right, big bet. All right, we'll get some likes now. Um, <laughs> our last sponsor of the evening slash morning slash whenever you're listening to this is Pluto's Closet. Um, I think they go by Plato's now. I think they rebranded. It's always Plato's. But uh, you always call it Pluto. I always call it Pluto's because I thought that's what it was for many years. Um, <laughs> but I, I'll be honest, the first time I went was with Alex. Uh, probably what, freshman year? It had to be. For, or maybe sophomore, sophomore year. year. Sophomore I year, yeah. Sophomore so year. Three, three-ish years ago. 
Uh, I wasn't too crazy about it, but now that I'm trying to be more hip and cool with the ladies, um, I feel like I need to go there more often and, and update my my style. You know, I gotta I gotta drip, as the kids say. Um, <laughs> oh gosh! But, so basically, uh, Pluto's closet buys and sells gently used clothes, <laughs> shoes, and accessories, so you can recycle the items you no longer wear and get paid on the spot. This is the bougie version of Goodwill. Is that a good assumption? Um, yeah. They've got so. very hip brands like Nike and Puma. Um, those are the only two I know <laughs> on the top of my head. Old Navy. They carry a, a variety of brands as long as it's like gently used, good condition. Um, they in, do have standards. In style. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you can't bring in like a, a Looney Tunes shirt and expect to get you know money for it. I, I don't think they would take it. Yeah, exactly. They they have this certain brand that they try to, you know, put out there. But I know it's very it's very cheap. Well, not very cheap. It's cheapish. Cheapish. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's good. It's good pricing, I would yeah. say. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, Pluto's Closet. Go check them out. They have locations in Blacksburg and anywhere else. Um, they're, they're, na- they're nationwide. They're nationwide. Yeah, they, okay, so, so they anywhere. Franchises everywhere. <laughs> The more you know. All right, so let's dig into Sex Men. Oh, shoot. X-Men. X-Men. Sorry. I went on this website called Xtube. I thought that's where... Oh, my... <laughs> Mason. We'll edit it out. I thought that's where X-Men was. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, so let's dig into X-Men. <laughs> all right, we'll be on it. All right, all right. Can, let's do a full disclosure for this particular movie. I grew up with X-Men as a kid. I think most of us did. I don't think Alex did though. No, I um, I I would say like there was like those cartoons. Um, oh, on... the animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a couple episodes of those. Don't really remember much. Um, and then like obviously there's a bunch of movies, uh, and apparently I watched the prequel, and not the original X X Men movies from what Mason told me. So this X Men was the first time I was watching it. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I'm not a I'm not a big X Men person like Mason is. <laughs> I've been hyping. I've been like wanting Alex to watch these movies for literal years. I'm like, I'm telling you, man, X Men better than the new Marvel stuff. I'm telling you. <laughs> but after after watching this recently, I don't know. I I think it's fallen from grace a little bit. I still enjoyed it. And I still like. Well, we'll we'll dig into it. But right. all I'm saying is, I love X Men. Um, it, the timeline gets a little convoluted once the further you get along, uh, but they're still fun. And I like the characters. Yeah. That's, um, that's why I was like, I think I watched, I've seen this X-Men movie before, but Mason was like, Oh no, you, you watched no, the prequel. The prequel. You which, didn't watch the original. I was like, right. You gotta oh. watch the, you gotta start with the OG. Yeah. 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 Get it out of the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's in terms of action, there's not a whole lot. It's just mainly setting up and kind of introducing all of our heroes. Um, that's pretty much the main thing this movie does. Um, and it, it kind of sets up what the rest of the series is. You know, this interplay between two old rivals and how mutants are pretty much disenfranchised from the rest of society. They're not like other superheroes like Captain America or Iron Man. You know, they're not cool. They're they're the outcast of the superhero community. Right. So that's that's what the whole mutant brand is. Um, so as far as action wise, there's not a whole lot, 
But we'll just go ahead and get into that, and then all along the way, we'll discuss each hero and you know what their motivations and powers are and stuff. So, Alex, take it away. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit um, before the first action scene, um, there's this girl named Rogue. Uh, she is a mutant, and she had this encounter with uh, a boy she was with. Um, apparently, he went to like some, I would say, like attack like mutation attack or like uh i don't know it seemed like a heart attack to me (laughs) yeah it was like a seizure yeah yeah seizure seizure um and then because of that negative experience she went to go run away and so uh does it doesn't really say specifically where she run runs away to. she somehow makes her way to alberta canada yeah (laughs) and she lived in mississippi exactly and so she was with this truck driver Mm -hmm. this whole time i guess i don't know yeah and so she she runs away um it seems like it's this uh like rundown area private private like fight club very Uh, snowy yeah very snowy um and this is uh where we get to see one of the x-men um wolverine uh who is in the rink fighting against uh, this is like a regular human um so wolverine is actually a mutant but as we can see in this fight the very first fight um wolverine does not need that many punches to to knock him out he takes like three punches two or three punches and then he headbutts into the head butts into the into the guy yeah, he alex um, put bunts in the note but i think <laughs> it's butts i believe um, yeah but like when he was actually doing those punches um you could hear like the the metal in his hands like hit the person um that was something that like stood out that i um looked into and so yeah and then obviously because he's a mutant that was kind of interesting yeah i definitely like his introduction mm-hmm. i mean wolverine's the best literally the best character in these movies Mm -hmm. that's why he got three of his own movies (laughs) because people love him so much Mm -hmm. i think without wolverine this movie would be much worse it'd be so boring it would be boring yeah Yeah. (laughs) well not okay yeah you're right you're right wolverine kind of brings this kind of uh he's like the audience member because he has no idea about the other he knows about other mutants but he does not know about professor x's manner and all that so later on where he eventually meets up with them but mm-hmm. um so yeah i liked his introduction he takes so many punches and then it literally takes like one punch he's like one punch man <laughs> to uh, uh beat his opponent mm-hmm. and so uh, basically a few you know he causes a lot of uh carnage at the bar at one point, he uh, threatens this guy with his claws. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Remember, he holds him up against the wall with his claws. Mm-hmm. And then the bartender has a shotgun to mm-hmm. Wolverine's head. And Wolverine literally just chops the shotgun <laughs> in half. It was actually pretty cool. It was, mm-hmm. it was tenseful, too. I mean, you knew he wasn't going to die, but um, he kind of, he, he just kind of left after that. And this is the part where Rogue the teenager actually hitches a ride with wolverine unbeknownst to him though like she uh what do you call it stowed away i guess yeah 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 he wolverine had this little trailer and she (laughs) did it yeah um but eventually wolverine finds out that she's back there and they get into this little you know exchange like oh i'm not taking you anywhere you know blah 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 um but then they eventually you know he has mercy and they kind of bond on this little trip that they're having Mm -hmm. um it's not clear where he's going. 
Yeah, he's just driving. I think driving he's been, somewhere. I think yeah. he's been on the road, just going from like club to club and Probably. fighting for a long time. Yeah, um, because you know, obviously, mutants are still outcasts, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't, he can't really work anywhere unless he was, you know, a lumberjack cutting down trees or something <laughs> um, with his claws. But um, so anyway, uh, they're driving the two of them, and they get. St- a tree falls in the road. Now, <laughs> yeah. this is where, right before this, Rogue says, uh, You should be wearing your seatbelt. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, Don't tell me how to live my life. And then, as, <laughs> as soon as he says that, a tree falls in the road. They hit the tree. Wolverine goes literally flying through the window. <laughs> he goes flying through the windshield. He looks like freaking Superman just flying out. <laughs> and he's just laying in the snow. Rogue thinks he's dead. Yeah. And the audience is, I think guess meant to believe he's dead i don't know um but it turns out that this guy this mutant named Sabretooth, <laughs> was the one responsible for felling this tree um he is after either logan wolverine or rogue mm-hmm. and so uh somehow logan gets up because apparently he has regenerative properties, right. which is one of his staples of his power. Um, because he is somehow, uh, he has this adamantium skeleton, which we'll go into later, uh, but it allows him to regenerate. So if, let's say he gets a cut on his head or he breaks his jaw, it'll, he can just snap it back into place and the cut will heal instantly. Um, so that's a really neat power that he has. And so Sabretooth is now here. He's obviously bad. Um, and it looks like Rogue is about to be kidnapped. Yeah. yeah. But not before we have some uh, X-Men appearances. Uh, they just come right in and save him. It's, it's Storm <laughs> and Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Um, Storm can obviously manipulate the weather, but to an extent, as we'll go into it. <laughs> um, and Cyclops, he has cool sunglasses Yep. that allow him to shoot a laser beam at people. Because I think if he takes those off, it's just like a random... It's just... Like, he can't control it's just, it. It's just automatic laser beam shooting. Yeah, so he can't control it unless he has those visors on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a neat, neat thing. Um, but, yeah, do you want to go into a little bit of the fight here? Because I don't remember um, a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, the, the fight was very small. Like, so when Wolverine gets back up... Um, I think he like he goes after Sabretooth, but I just remember seeing Sabretooth has like a tree or a big log with him and just baseball, like baseball bat whacks him <laughs> into the trees. And then that's when like the X-Men starts like storming in to, to save the storming day. in. <laughs> yeah. To save the day. Um, yeah. And so that, that that's, just, that just happens. And then like Sabretooth runs away, right? Um, no, I think he gets blasted away, doesn't he? He gets blasted away, but he's still alive. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... They don't follow up with the body at all. They just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, this leads into uh, the main crux of the whole movie, mm-hmm. where um, Logan and Rogue are brought to this manor. They don't exactly know where um, Storm and Cyclops brings them there. Uh, and it turns out after, you know, Logan kind of wakes up because he's unconscious because of that, you know, mm-hmm. yeet with the baseball bat. <laughs> and so he's in this he's in this uh, hospital room. Right. But it's not a hospital. It's in the underground of this mansion. 
And so um, this doctor performing, I guess not surgery, but tests on him to see if he's alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Jean Grey. She's very important. Um, eventually, Logan's kind of like disoriented. He doesn't know where he is, and he runs around. And he eventually meets Professor X. Um, mm-hmm. Professor X is the owner of this X Manor, um, Charles Xavier. Um, and he meets Logan, and they, you know, he plays meet cute with the rest of the X Men. So now Logan knows Jean Grey, who he finds attractive. Um, there's a little love triangle in the movie. Uh, <laughs> doesn't play too big of a part, but you can tell something's brewing. Um, so Logan meets all the other X Men. At least the main ones that the movie wants us to see. Um, right. Um, but also, like, during the scene, we get to see that Rogue is, um, like, attending classes yeah. at the school, uh, like a regular student, um, with also other mutants um, at the manor. Right. Um, so the, the front, the public only sees this place as a school for mutants. Mm-hmm. But underground, there's all this other like lab equipment and you know planes and superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Rogue is now in class and she's meeting other mutant kids, teenagers, um, and now Logan is here. They're doing tests on him to see what his backstory is. Right. Um, and they find out that he has an entire adamantium skeleton, mm-hmm. which adamantium is like one of the strongest metals besides vibranium. I guess that's an yep. MCU call out. Um, so yeah, and that's what allows him to have these claws that come out of his knuckles. Um, so he houses those in his body. Um, but yeah, it, there's just a lot of uh, meeting and you know talking about X Men. It's a lot of exposition, really. Mm-hmm. Keyword X. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of exposition. Uh, Professor X is explaining uh, this thing called Cerebro, which is in the basement which allows him to use his psychic powers to locate anyone on earth. And I thought, wow, what a pervert. He could <laughs> he could watch anything. I you know, like if he had a crush, I mean, he could easily just I watch think, what she's doing. I think doing. he would do his he would use his powers for good. Like you think. Like he originally said like they are good mutants. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> um so yeah, while all of this is going on, we have another guy. His name is Magneto. Um, he used to be in the uh, Nazi concentration camps, uh, which was the very opening scene of this movie. Is mm-hmm. actually him manipulating a metal fence to you know get his mother back from the Nazis, but they eventually knock him out. Um, but that 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 shows some exposition and backstory on his part. Um, and Magneto, it is it is revealed that he has a very back and forth relationship with Professor X. Um, apparently, they're very old friends, and actually, Magneto helped to build Cerebro. And it is revealed in the prequel movies that um, this is indeed true: how Professor X and Magneto work together as a team. Um, but eventually, some there's a falling out, and they have differing approaches to the problem of mutants in society. Um, So another thorough line through this movie is the government wants to regulate mutants. You know, they want to have a registry of all mutants that are in America or in the world, but they mostly focus on America. Um, And they want to keep them regulated. And so Professor X doesn't agree, but he doesn't want to fight back either. And I think Magneto definitely does want to fight back. And that's, that's the two conflicting arguments. 
Uh, that's why there's a good and the bad guys in this movie. But I say bad guys, but if you look at it from Magneto's point of view, I don't think he's that wrong. Like if you if they were if the I government think, yeah go ahead I think I think his point of view is like he also wants to protect the mutants as, against like the humans so that's why he's like we're going to be at war with the with just regular humans um, therefore we need to like have an uprising of our mutants exactly yeah he, he wants to mobilize the mutants right other than you know Professor X just wants to train them and train mutants to be good mm-hmm. for the common good. Um, and I think these two, these two differing approaches, when I was watching the movie, I honestly thought about civil rights. And I know it might be a stretch, mm-hmm. but I think Professor X represents uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And how he preached about being you know, calm and you know, peacefully protesting, while Malcolm X's approach mm-hmm. to the situation was, you know, we can't, we can't be sitting idly by. We need to mobilize. We need to be on the front. Um, so I think there are parallels to that, um, definitely because mutants are disenfranchised, and I think that's one of the underlying tones. They don't go in it too much, but that's what I thought. I don't know what you think. Um, I mean, I kind of like, like I said, it was it was kind of like you can see how Magneto wants to really stand for the mutants and therefore like not cooperate, um, and then you have Professor X who wants to to lay low. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so two point. different yeah. ways to to uh, control or maintain the mutants in the uh, against the government. So right, yeah. So that's why I like Magneto. I think mm-hmm. he's a great villain just because we know where he's coming from, mm-hmm. and he does care about mutants. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, Magneto, it turns out, is uh, has Sabretooth under his grasp. Sabretooth is his like right hand man, mm-hmm. if you can call him a man. Um, tiger tiger <laughs> slash thing he he likes animals because he's also got another <laughs> henchman uh named toad, toad. Who, yeah you guessed it can use his tongue in wild ways um <laughs> wow what a, what a great villain <laughs> yeah honestly out of all the characters they picked they could have chosen i'm glad they picked toad <laughs> um so yeah back to the government there's this senator named senator kelly he is the one rallying against mutants very hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that all of this stuff with Magneto and the government is going along with Logan and the X-Men at the uh, mansion. Um, so Senator Kelly is rallying against the mutants, and he's on this helicopter with mm-hmm. who is supposedly you know, his pilot and just a confidant of his. Yeah. But it turns out this confidant is not who he thought he was. He turns into this blue woman who is basically naked, right? I mean, yeah, I, I would there say are patches that. in convenient <laughs> places of like scales or something. Yeah, it, it looked like scales or bumps on her on her on herself, but yeah, in, <laughs> in certain spots. Um, but yeah, this turns out to be a character named Mystique, mm-hmm. who becomes much more important later on in the prequels. Um, but she is in this movie as working with Magneto. Um, and so basically she does a lot of uh, kinky foot action with this senator, slapping him around with her feet <laughs> in this helicopter. Um, and they, uh, it turns out the pilot is Toad. Yeah. And um, so Toad and Mystique take the senator to Magneto, mm-hmm. uh, who then, is, there's a lot of exposition. He basically explains his own position 
of how he wants to mobilize the mutants. Mm-hmm. And long story short, he uses this radiation machine to uh, transform regular humans into mutants. That's his like goal. Um, and so he tests the machine out on the senator, and the senator now has the ability to uh, kind of shapeshift, like Alex said before we filmed Mr. Fantastic, yeah. who can like stretch and contort their body, <laughs> or Mrs. Incredible. Mm. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, just not as thick as her. <laughs> yeah, so Mr. Senator here, um, it, goes, it, it cuts to the scene. So after he gets the radiation, um, he's like locked up, and the senator, I guess he was not feeling so hot, and so he, out of curiosity, just wanted to to poke his head through the the bars <laughs> and <laughs> and it, it it just shows like oh he can like semi go through the bars like he's like slime or something you ever have those like those stress things where you squeeze it and the eyes pop out yeah. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of <laughs> yeah and so he, he he's like oh maybe i can escape um so he eventually um goes to the back end of the like the cell thing he's in and he slides through the bars um which is actually so he's now outside but he's like hanging off like a cliff and it's just basically uh i guess it's just basically like the ocean or the a big river yeah they're on an island Uh, they're on like this desolated island yeah and so um but magneto and Sabretooth come in and try to stop him but when Sabretooth is like trying to grab a hold of senator who's like slipping off um the senator just like slimes away and drops into the, <laughs> into it was the so ocean. funny <laughs> Sabretooth expression where he pulls up just like the sleeve yeah yeah he ripped off his sleeve and he shows it to magneto <laughs> and magneto's like Oh my gosh! Uh, and then Magneto just locks up Sabretooth. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. It was, it was, I thought that was funny. I mean, yeah. I don't think it was supposed to be funny, but mm-hmm. I laughed. I mean, <laughs> uh, um, so anyway, now we we think the senator's dead, right? Because yeah. he just falls. I don't know how many feet into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, it goes back to the uh, X mansion, and there's a conversation between this new kid named bobby 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 shout out to you shout out to roommate, my roommate bobby. bobby yep yep great guy um and he is talking to rogue and i think they have a little a love connection going on mm-hmm. um and so basically um bobby says yeah you should probably leave Run and rogue away. is like why well <laughs> the night before logan was having these what do you call those night tremors or night uh he was having a nightmare yeah and he was like nightmare. he was like no no you know in his sleep mm-hmm. and rogue walks in she's so stupid she walks in she's like logan wake up wake up logan <laughs> i i hate rogue I, i'll just be honest i don't, I don't like know her what character. she was doing there maybe she just got lonely or oh <laughs> i don't know he's way too old for her <laughs> she just somehow somehow happened to be in logan's room at the same time that he was having a nightmare. Yeah, I think there's some deleted scenes that we don't know about. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she tries to wake him up. Well, she knows he has these dangerous claws. And he, she knows that he's, like, very testy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when she... <laughs> it was actually pretty cool, though. When she, like, tries to wake him up, he wakes up from the dream and stabs Rogue through the stomach with his claws. Mm-hmm. 
And like honestly, when I first watched it back in the day, I was like, "Whoa, there's no way you just did that." I thought she was gonna die. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I was like, "No, no, no! It's too early in the movie yeah, for yeah. this. <laughs> it's too good to be true." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. So, but remember how she can take a mutant's power. Mm-hmm. That's her power. Right. And so she touches him, drains his regenerative powers, and heals herself while also wounding him. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big thing. But, like, honestly, what else was she going to do? Like, if I were her, I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. But, like, so apparently uh, this leads into the next conversation with Bobby and Rogue. Right. They're outside sitting on a bench, and Bobby's like, bro, uh, Professor X is, like, so pissed right now. <laughs> and Rogue was like, really? And he, he was like, yeah, all the other kids are talking about you, bro. You might as well just leave, bro. You should just pack up your stuff and leave. She was like, oh, I guess so. I'll leave then. <laughs> and so she packs up her stuff and heads to the next train. Uh, but this, and then it cuts to. Uh, wait, but you for- forgot yeah. that Bobby's actually. Well, hold on. Hold on. I was, I was going to wait. Oh. I was going to wait. So then. Oh, did it not show it in the movie? Well, I'll, I was going to say. I was going to say the. Uh... Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bobby, after this conversation, he walks down to the basement where Cerebro is. Mm-hmm. You know, the pervy machine. <laughs> and he turns out to be Mystique. Because right. he shapeshifts into Professor X to get the eye signature to get into Cerebro. Um, so it was Mystique all along that was talking to Rogue. Right. Who convinced her to run away. Um, mm-hmm. And so Mystique puts this, I don't know, some type of green jizz or something into gabagool. the... Gabagool. Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> she puts a whole gabagool in, in the Cerebro tank. I don't even know how you... Yeah. I, it I just know. looks like toxic material. They don't exactly explain it either. It kind of looks like mold. Mold? Yeah. yeah. She put E. coli in Cerebro. It's like black and green. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was just some type of bad liquid right. that runs Cerebro. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next person who used it would you know, eventually be dead or something. I don't know what the point was. But anyway, she does that, and she eventually escapes the X-Mansion. So this sets up the um, next big action, well, the first big action scene, really, one of two, um, where it's at the train station. So basically, Logan wants to find Rogue because she's missing. Uh, Professor X tries to use Cerebro to find her, but he can't because of the toxins in it. Mm-hmm. And doesn't Jean Grey use it too? Like after she fixes it? Um, well, I, I think initially he was able to find her. Wasn't wasn't he able to find her without having any issues? Or or was it Jean that said... I, I think Jean used it, yeah. They were like, because, oh, she's in the train station. Because Professor X landed in the hospital. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember that? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. He, when he put on the helmet, the green stuff affected him. Mm-hmm. But Jean Grey fixed it. And the only reason she's able to use Cerebro is because she's also uh, psychic. Mm-hmm. But she's also telekinetic. Te- telekinesis is her main power, but she's been dabbling in... Uh, what do you call it? What did I just say? Psychosis. Psy- psychic Psych- powers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she uses it. She finds Rogue is at the train station. And so Logan... Takes his motorcycle. Cyclops. Cyclops' his motorcycle. Because yeah, Cyclops like, is pissed. He's like, he's like, um, Logan was like, okay, we gotta go. And then Professor X was like, no, no, no. Cyclops was like, no, you're gonna endanger the mission. <laughs> yeah, what a, 
he's just mad that he's yeah. mad that Logan is after Jean Grey, yeah. who happens to be Cyclops' girlfriend. And so and so Cyclops um cuts to the scene where Cyclops and Storm are like getting getting their cars to like go out to the train station and Cyclops is like He's like, "Where's my bike?" And then, <laughs> and then it cuts to Logan cuts freaking to, going yeah. 88 miles per hour on the. <laughs> He's going fast and furious. Yeah, he really was. Um, um, but yeah, so now Logan is at the train station before the other X Men figure it out, right? Um, and he's there. He finds Rogue. He talks to her on the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have a cute little like, oh, you know, I, <laughs> you know, she complains to him, and right. then he's just like, "Well, uh, follow your instincts," <laughs> which I mean is good advice. Because he was also kind of the outcast. Yeah. Amongst they, the outcasts. You know what I mean? Yeah. He did not want to be there. And then I guess Rogue. Yeah. So that's why kind of he, little... he's kind of like the father figure to her throughout this movie. Or more like a daddy figure sometimes. It gets a little <laughs> sketchy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Eventually, the other X-Men get to the, to the train, train station. station. Yep. Uh, unbeknownst to them that Logan has already found Rogue on the train. Mm-hmm. So Cyclops and Storm are inside the... Train station. Yeah, what do you call it? Like the lobby? You know, yeah, like, yeah. And they, before you get on the train. Right, and so they're talking to that reception person. She was like, have you seen this girl? She's like, my height. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was weird. Yeah, like, um, and, then, and then... Also, Cyclops tried to hide this big freaking visor. <laughs> With a hat, with a baseball hat. It's just like the the Marvel stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they always yeah. like, oh, glasses and uh, a hat will hide me. But he had this big freaking visor on. He's like, oh, um, nobody will know I'm wearing this. You know. Uh, but um, um, so so this leads into the the, the, next the, big, the whole shebang. Yeah, well, not the whole shebang. The first shebang. Right. So wait. So they're at the train station. Um, they're talking to the, to the lobby people. Um, Storm is, and then um, we see our boy Sabretooth comes up behind <laughs> her, uh, and then starts. She he grabs her and then like starts choking her. <laughs> mm. um, she kind of likes it to be honest. And then while this is happening, um, Toad, our boy Toad, is like crawling on the ceiling. And which apparently apparently toads can do that now. I, yeah, I... <laughs> um, he's calling up the ceiling, um, and he uses his his super long tongue and hits Cyclops <laughs> visors. He <off>. licks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like one like lick, like a whoop. It's almost like a whip. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Cyclops visor falls off, and then he's like. Shooting his lasers to the ceiling. Because he can't, because remember, once his visor comes off, he can't control it. Right. So he shoots this one big burst of lasers at the, at the roof. Right, right. Which causes the roof to obviously collapse and mm-hmm. explode. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so the ceiling explodes now. And then it, it goes back to Storm, who's still getting choked by Sabretooth. Which uh, she's not dead yet. No, I mean, it's been like not. a solid two minutes of choking <laughs> and she's yet to die. Uh, maybe she's forcing wind into her windpipe. Maybe. Because, to help her breathe. Mm, Ooh, that's interesting. A, that's a good point. Interesting. Um, and so Storm here, now um, we get, we get to see Storm's like powers come into to play. So she is able to like make these storm clouds appear. Um, and then she's able to send like a bolt of lightning. <laughs> 
down on Sabretooth. Who, he like, goes flying. <laughs> he eats across the room. Yeah, yeah. And so that it strikes him and he goes flying um like deep like deep into the lobby. Uh and so that was an interesting action scene, I would say. Yeah, this scene does not involve a lot of hand to hand combat. <laughs> it's mostly powers. I mean, which is fine. It's an X Men movie. I mean mm-hmm. it should. Uh, so I I mean it showcased her power, but apparently it doesn't do anything on Sabretooth. Because he no. immediately just, you know, wakes up and... Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't do any, But it just gets him off of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now... <laughs> so it cuts to the train with Logan and Rogue on it. And they're right. still talking, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, the like some of the metal things in the train start to, like, curve out. Mm-hmm. And then... I mean, we obviously know who's doing this. Uh, because it's Magneto. He can control metal. And so... Um, he it, it the train opens up like the Red Sea, and it literally. I mean, it's so cool to see. Actually, mm-hmm. um, Magneto rips open the entire train, and because he's obviously he's after Rogue or Logan, mm-hmm. um, and so he rips open the train and he makes this big entrance, and Logan's like, "Why do you want me so much?" And Magneto's like. Oh, I don't want you. I want the girl. <laughs> and so, yeah, it turns out that um, Magneto wants Rogue because of her power. Right. Because she can, you know, use any other mutant's power. Mm-hmm. So he basically uses the force to force <laughs> Logan to the back of the train, and he's now out cold again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's able to do this because, obviously, he is all metal. Right. Adamantium. So he forces him back, and then Rogue tries to run... But Magneto tranquilizes her in the neck with a tranquilizer dart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so now she's unconscious. He has her in a body bag. <laughs> and Wait, he... was it? Yeah. Was she was bag? in a bag, yeah. I thought, I thought he just carried her. No, 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 no. He wasn't raw dogging. Like, she was in a bag. <laughs> oh, okay. Wrapped it. Yeah, he, okay, okay. he, he wrapped it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We'll put an explicit label on this one. <laughs> so, so Rogue is knocked out, and Magneto is able to capture her. <laughs> All right, you can continue. Magneto tranquilizes underage teen Rogue. Yeah, that's the uh, that's, that's the that's notes the that notes. we have. Um, uh, and so they are. <laughs> okay, so let's the, let's these, go back. These to... Notes are so... These notes are so all over the place. These are so funny though. <laughs> Well, well, we there's a note in between these two, so we gotta we gotta explain where Storm and Cyclops are now. Um, Do you remember what happened? <laughs> they after they after they blow Sabretooth away. It doesn't show what happened to them. I think they're just they get knocked out somehow. We'll just say that because okay. of the events that unfold later, they would have been very useful. Right, right, right. So it. So we'll fast forward to the scene. Um, so now Toad, Sabretooth, Magneto all group up. With they, Rogue still on yeah. Magneto's shoulder. Yeah. yeah, and they all they are all now marching out of the train station. Mm-hmm. Um, Where they are met with... Met by the police. Um, so I would say there's probably 30. 30 yeah. policemen and like 15 cars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're all like... Um, they all have like their, I don't know, like blockade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they're all they're all there waiting for the the mutants to come out, and 
they're like ready to 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 take a shot at them and from here uh magneto takes like two cars and like brings them up and then drops them onto two other cars <laughs> it was a boss move yeah i gotta say and during this time um they were all about to like take shot at him and then uh magneto uses his powers and takes away the guns from the police officers um so now they're floating guns <laughs> there aren't they aimed at the police yeah, officers? yeah 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 so they get turned around and aimed at the officers and then it jumps to this very interesting part where professor x and uh... <laughs> all right can we explain where he is he's literally sitting in a car with gene gray I don't yeah. know if they were making out before or what, but they were just vibing in the car while everything else is happening in the train station. It's it's, it's very weird. Yeah. I don't know why they set the scene up like this. Um, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. Maybe maybe they're just like backup. So backup. <laughs> the, 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 the strongest ones. They, are... Those two are the most powerful ones. You got freaking one that can make it snow, and then another one with a laser beam. Like what? Um. Well, okay, so. Um, Professor X and Jean Grey um, are, yeah, chilling in a car. And then Professor X, as um, one of his powers, is able to tap into other people's mind and slightly control them. And so he's able to uh, get a hold of Sabretooth. And Sabretooth is standing right next to Magneto. And chokes Magneto. There's a lot of choking in this movie. <laughs> um, and so from there, uh, Professor X and Magneto are exchanging about, uh, don't do this, uh, something along the lines of that. Um, and Magneto comes back, and he, I, I forget what he says. but uh, So basically, uh, he... Magneto's like, go ahead and kill me. You're not yeah, gonna yeah. do it. Mm -hmm. He he calls his bluff. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with that, and then he he threatens, um, Professor X by, uh, with the guns that are still floating in the air. He like loads them up, mm -hmm. and he actually shoots one of the guns at one of the officers. But Professor X is able to stop that bullet. Uh uh. Right. Magneto's stopping it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Magneto's stopping it. He's showing how powerful. It's a, it's, it's oh, all oh it yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, um, he but shoots it's like, it. But it's then literally it's like... touching the guy's head, mm -hmm. and the guy's like freaking out because the bullet. I mean, he thought he was dead. Yeah. The bullet is like just spiraling right on his head, not mm -hmm. in it, just on it. I think that was a really good scene, mm -hmm. honestly. Just like sh showing how Magneto is so powerful, yet he still has restraint too, because mm -hmm. he could have easily killed every single person there easy but he didn't it, i know it would have been easy, but yeah. he didn't because he is still there is still good in him mm -hmm. uh you know he 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 is for the mutants and he is pro-violence but when it doesn't need to happen he won't do it mm -hmm. he does show restraint you know so i do like this scene uh, shows that really good it also shows the friendship between uh professor x and magneto because Professor X could have ended the whole situation. Mm -hmm. You know, he could have ended Magneto's life right then and there. Right. But he chose not to. And I think that was also another good character development. Um, that's why, uh, yeah, this movie is definitely rich in those characters. 
like on the characters is rich on it's really rich mm-hmm. but then the other characters are kind of poor you know they're kind of shifted to the sidelines as far as characterization um so yeah so basically um they professor do. x can't kill magneto mm-hmm. he just doesn't have the uh, i guess not res- he doesn't have the resolve to right you know he doesn't want to mm-hmm. so he takes he lets Sabretooth go you know he doesn't control his mind anymore and Mystique comes flying in with a helicopter. <laughs> I don't know what took her so long. Um, Picks him up. Um, and maybe then... she was playing footsie with another guy or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so Mystique picks him up, and they're off. And so yep, so they now, escape. So now Magneto has Rogue, mm-hmm. and the villains get away. Uh, and so there's a lot of stuff in between. <laughs> in our notes, there's nothing in between this and the next scene. I guess they just kind of regroup back at right. X Mansion, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, what are we gonna do?" You know, Logan. But see, at this point, Logan is very concerned, mm-hmm. obviously, because um, you know he's he's kind of taken to her. He sees himself in her. I think that's the main thing we're trying to get out of this. Mm-hmm. What the movie tries to show. Um, so I think he definitely has a good emotional attachment to her, and for good reason. Um, you know, because they're very similar. And um, so, you know, long story short, they do a lot of, like, prep, and they get into their fancy costumes, which... Well, you, well I mean, like, are well, don't they don't they talk about how they learn about Magneto's plans by talking to the senator? And then... Oh, yeah, the senator guy. Yeah. All yeah. right, it, you like him, so I'll let you... <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, so the senator... Um, is alive makes an appearance uh, he he stumbles to the mansion <laughs> <laughs> he blobs his way yeah he blobs his way there and then uh, Professor X like taps into his mind to, to see what happened to him and so they learn about the uh, radiation machine that's the plan to overtake um, the whole world of turning everyone into mutants and so they connect the dots and they're like Oh, Magneto's gonna do this, um, like at the UN meeting, United Nations meeting that is being held, um, because of the the whole mutant debate. controversy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so, and also, Mister Senator does blob out and die. <laughs> yeah, he's on the operating table in the X Men. <laughs> also, how many people are in this hospital room? There's like, like the, so Logan was there. Okay. Professor X was there. Right. This guy was there. Wasn't somebody else there too? Rogue, right? I don't know. I Basically, don't, don't half the movie's runtime is in this little <laughs> hospital room checking people out. Um, yeah. And so from there, they figure out the plan of Magneto is going to be at the Statue of Liberty um, um, running his radiation machine and using Rogue uh, to send off the radiation to everybody turn into mutants and when when he says everybody he means everybody right he wants the whole world to be mutants that's Mm -hmm. his end goal uh but he figured he'd start next to the un meeting which is happening on ellis island i think Mm -hmm. um just to show also that's another interesting thing they hold it at ellis island which is famous for like immigrants and stuff right and how they weren't really you know thought greatly Mm -hmm. either and so that's another parallel to how the mutants are also mistreated Right. I thought that was a really neat thing. Um, and so anyway, yeah, so Magneto has this plan to be, you know, in the torch of the Statue of Liberty. 
Uh, and yeah, and so now our team of X-Men, so it's uh, Logan, who is now, I guess, officially an X-Men now. Mm-hmm. He wasn't before, but now he is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cyclops, Storm, and Jean Grey. Uh, it's just the four of them. I think X kind of sits it out. I don't know if the plane was handicap accessible or not because <laughs> of the wheelchair. But um, <laughs> So yeah, it's the four of them, and they fly to... Uh, New York to the Statue of Liberty um, and that this leads us into our next big action scene the climax of the movie uh, the big showdown between good and evil uh, at the Statue of Liberty uh, so I guess you want to start they walk into the monument right so they walk into the monument we got the four of them um, wait four of them Actually, yeah logan logan, logan cyclops, cyclops storm guy and stormy daniels and um <laughs> and gene gray gene gray gene gray so they're 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 the walking in um and good old wolverine who has um has this uh um, enhanced scent um he's like someone's here <laughs> he like sniffs around he's like, he's like someone's here but i don't know who but be on the lookout <laughs> So, like, takes takes a walk, walk around the area. No, we should explain what the area is. It's, we, it's, it's like a... It's, I think it's, like, inside I mean, the Statue of Liberty, like, the mm-hmm, monument mm-hmm. part of it. It's like a shop or yeah, m- it's like when you, I I've never been, so I don't yeah, know. I but I think either. when you first walk into the base of it, there mm-hmm. might be some rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's where they are right now, right. supposedly. So, they walk in, um, and then Wolverine, like takes lead and just walks off by himself and then um for a split second wolverine comes back and he's like i don't see anyone or something like that right yeah um but then uh wolverine we have another wolverine, <laughs> another wolverine just coming around the corner and like hits him because it's actually uh mystic who's the mystique. sky mystique yeah mystique, mystique with a q <laughs> okay mystique yeah uh uh, is also disguised as Wolverine because she's the shapeshifter. And so now we have Wolverine versus Wolverine. <laughs> Which is honestly a pretty cool thing. It is. I, I, I kind of like how they did that. Um, they go hand-to-hand. Um, they get like uh, they get bumped into another room, so they're actually fighting each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they both have their claws out. And one of the scenes that I really liked was, I assume the regular Wolverine cut the fake wolverine's claws well yeah you could hear right. the when she shouted it was a woman's shout right yeah so that was cool i thought that was um, yeah that was neat i was like dang he's badass <laughs> he really is and i and, and another part in this fight was when uh she had some type of like screen door well not a screen door but like a gate almost yeah yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like a, a gate she had this whole gate and mm-hmm. she lifted it up to throw at him mm-hmm. and instead of like it hitting him he had his claws up and he chopped it in half yeah that was pretty cool that was so cool um and so they're i think they eventually just he they like they're fighting around the area and then um do they get separated is that how it leads to the next no no, no 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 so it so they're still fighting a lot there's a lot of hand-to-hand right eventually she just kind of shifts back into mystique her her blue form right just because like the jig is up and she doesn't need to yeah um so she just does a lot of kicking and actually her main thing is kicking. Yeah. There's a lot of kicking. And also when she like is jumping and stuff, she mm-hmm. seems very floaty. 
And the reason is is because of the special effects in this movie. Mm-hmm. Throughout every one of those flights, fights, like when someone is like flying back or something, it's a very obvious. It's like cables and stuff. Yeah, they're on. <laughs> it's not very organic. That's what I will say about the all the fights in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as that aspect of the action, I wasn't too crazy about. You know what it almost looked like? It almost looked like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> when they were Limu like when they were flying around, Limu Bai, Turtle Bai. <laughs> we got to do that one. We got to do that one too. Uh, um, but anyway, it, it seemed like that type of like right, 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 fighting, right. Um, yeah. And I, it wasn't intentional. It was just because of the restrictions at the time of mm-hmm. special effects. Um, so yeah, that that's one thing I will mention about these scenes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I was. I mean, besides the things we mentioned about the Wolverine v. Wolverine fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very run of the mill, actually. Right. Uh, just, I mean, if Wolverine has played his cards right, he could have easily sliced her up. Exactly. But it, you know, it's convenient that he doesn't. You know, she holds his hand back and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's stuff like that. Um, but overall, pretty good. But this this next pair up though, this next matchup, <laughs> the best matchup in the whole movie. <laughs> this is Alex's favorite uh, part. Uh, so so. <laughs> So as as Mystique has shown up, the other bad bad villains have also shown up. So it, we got our we got our boy Toad. <laughs> Toad coming in. He he comes in and like he kicks everybody around like he's like the strongest villain in, in the world or something. I I don't know. I was just like, who is this guy? If if, if these X Men can't hold their own against the Toad, <laughs> exactly, you've got bigger exactly. problems. So so he he like separates the group, right? So now it's Stormy versus <laughs> Stormy. <laughs> is that what we're calling her now? Storm... Played by Halle Berry, by the way. Storm... I just gotta say, Storm Oof. versus Toad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they they like get knocked up into like this upper platform, um, and so. For some reason, Storm does not hold her ground and is getting <laughs> her butt whooped by this toad dude. I'm like, <laughs> like, what is she doing? Can she not just like blow him away or like zap him some way? But like, I don't know. It, it's just weird. Like, Toad is just beating her. Toad up. is OP in this movie, and and eventually he kicks her into an elevator. Um, and she falls down. And... Which, why could she not manipulate the air to, like, stay afloat? Exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. I don't know. It's it just weird. Um, Toad is now uh, king of the world, and now he goes... <laughs> Go now ahead. And, and now he... <laughs> well, I mean, then he goes back to the scene now. So we took care of Storm. Um, and now he's going to take care of Cyclops and Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Um, so he plops back down. And uh, Toad is about to fight Jean Grey, but Jean, with her powers, is able to stop him. And... That, that was actually really cool. Yeah. I did like that. So, like, he leaps at her like a toad mm-hmm. would, mm-hmm. but she kind of, like, puts her hand out, and he stops. He's, like, laying like a plank in the air. Right, right. It was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. But then his response to that is <laughs> he shoots a, a big glob of, uh, of of smegma into her. Gabagoo. Gabagoo. <laughs> Again with the gabagool, uh, he he spits that in her face, and right. now her face is covered up, and she can't, you know, see or well, she can see. I think her eyes are uncovered, but she yeah, can't talk. And think, she, yeah, it covered like half her face. And I think it's some type of like acidic substance because she kind of like reels back, mm-hmm. and uh, she can't breathe. Um, and so yeah, so she's kind of out. Um, and then 
so then she gets separated from Toad. Right. And then I don't know where Cyclops has been this whole time. Yeah. Well, he just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. The, the pacing is really weird in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Cyclops comes and, you know, now he's with her. He's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> but then it switches back to Toad and now Storm. Right. Um, Storm, who, as we said, was knocked into an elevator, fell down, and now she comes back up. <laughs> <laughs> makes her appearance and now um now her and toad are back to fighting again and except this time except for this time storm uses her powers <laughs> and is able to blow storm or blow toad out of the like building and toad is like uses he like uses his tongue and like is hanging on to his life on this uh, railing on this the railing yeah and while he's like in the air being blown <laughs> The best line in and, the movie and, is said, and she. Well, I mean, oh, you, 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 you like the line because you wrote I, it down. I love the line. <laughs> so he's up there blowing in the wind, <laughs> and she says, "You know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everyone else." <laughs> Whoever wrote this script, ten out of ten, they need to work on every movie. Um, <laughs> So she says this as seriously as possible. And then she, yeah, you guessed it, strikes him with lightning. And so this lightning bolt comes down, hits Toad. He, he flies yeah. into, I guess, the whatever river. that river the, is the river. between yeah. New York and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> and so he's dead. You know, that's just the yeah. end of it. I mean, Sabretooth can get hit 20 times with lightning and nothing <laughs> happens. But Toad gets hit once and, you know. But, uh, yeah, just excellent line delivery. Um, and so now Toad is dead. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what a great what a great scene. So, anyway, then it switches back to uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey. Jean Grey is, like, holding on for dear life with this slug muscle on her face. Mm-hmm. And Cyclops does something with his visor, so it's a less, less of a beam. It's more like a stun beam. Mm-hmm. And um, he... Uh, he slices the stuff off of her face and she can breathe again. So that's, right. you know, that's yeah. good, whatever. I think after this scene, it goes back to Wolverine, yes, right? Yes, that, this one is where it ties up. So, yeah, it goes back to Wolverine and Mystique mm-hmm. and they're still fighting. Um, and I think Sheesh. they're, but aren't they like slinking around? Like they lose each other at one yeah, point? Yeah, they and lose then... each other and then, I, I don't know if they're running away from each other or not, but they got separated, and then we got Wolverine, I guess, looking for her. But then a wild storm appears, <laughs> and she's like, "We need to regroup," or something like that. Yeah, like uh, something about you're you're part of the team. We need yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wolverine is like, "Well, you're not part of the team," and he stabs Storm. Storm also uh, disguised by mystique it threw me off at first yeah because i forgot that happened mm-hmm. i was like wait what How, why did he just kill storm yeah. and then you know it was mystique the whole time right uh, so, so now yeah. she's dead quote unquote mm-hmm. not actually obviously but um so anyway yeah she comes back so now that right. mystique and uh toad are dead mm-hmm. um the four x-men travel up to the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. where you know they go up to the torch, where supposedly Rogue is being held. Um, so they go up to the torch, 
and all four of them are then uh, ensconced in this metal because Magneto is there, mm-hmm. and he traps the. I don't know how you describe it. Like these metal beams are like now wrapped around everybody, so they can't move, and right. they're up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to note. Cyclops is pointed at Jean Grey, so they're, they're facing each other against the wall, and his visor is off uh, because Magneto took it. So therefore, if he opens his eyes, she's automatically obliterated. Right. And probably everyone else in there, too. Probably. I would say so yeah. as well. Um, Storm is also tied up, or tied up, uh, you know, with the magnets. Um, mm-hmm. And she can't use her powers because... <laughs> Magneto says, oh, well, you're in a copper conductor. You can't use lightning in here <laughs> or something. Ah, it's sketchy. And then Wolverine, you know, Logan, he just kind of vibing up on the wall. He's um, vibing. But he, Magneto makes it so his oh, knuckles yeah. are pointed towards his his chest, I guess. Yeah, I think it was his chest. It was very, I will say the cinematography in the scene was, was not very... good because it was very dark. Yeah. And it wasn't just my TV or anything. Like I legitimately could not see. Yeah, um, I couldn't see it either. But it I is guess, like placed where if he was to like unleash his claws, it would go straight through. Would go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, lo, so now the four X Men are defenseless, and Magneto, you know, finally reveals his master plan to them, mm-hmm. even though they already know. Yeah. He's just kind of repeating it <laughs> for dramatic effect. Um, and it, it's revealed that Rogue, where is this platform? It's like at the very top of the statue, so like at the uh, the torch. So it's on top of the torch. Well, it's like in the torch, and then the torch like breaks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then it's like the, the vortex thing. Yeah, there's some type of radiation machine. Right. Yeah. Um, so Rogue is it is revealed that Rogue is trapped in that, and it's powering up or whatever. Right. Um, and Magneto, he has to give some of his power to her. Didn't he say something about that? Yeah, because he, like, weakens, he, like, I think he gives all his power, or a portion of it, to her. His mutant power. And so she can spread gets, more mutant. Right. He weakens, and then, like, that's how the X-Men are able to escape. Cause yeah. Because the metal's not working anymore. Right. So now Magneto is up on the platform with Rogue, mm-hmm. with the spinny radiation device. And so now it's our four X-Men. They're, ch- they're kind of like, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> Sabretooth is the babysitter now. <laughs> Sabretooth makes an appearance again. Um, he's in the torch with the four X-Men. And this might be my best use, my favorite use of the powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, Logan is the only one who can really do anything. Um, and so what he does is, if you remember, his knuckles are facing towards him. So if he puts his claws out, you know, it'll stab through him. Well, that's exactly what he does. He stabs through himself, and somehow the metal comes off. Yeah. It's I, very... I, I don't know what... I was, I was going to say, did he, like, cut the he metal? He had to have cut the metal. During... While he stabbed himself? I, don't I know. think he had to. I mean, that's why it was dark, I think, because the effects were... They couldn't have used the effect. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, somehow he got out of the metal, and he falls to the floor. Mm-hmm. I think that was such a good use of his power. Because he knows he can regenerate. Right. So he actually stabbed himself to get out of the situation. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so now he's on the floor in pain and Sabretooth <laughs> is still standing there. And Sabretooth is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So now this leads to the last true fight with Sabretooth. Right. So now it's Sabretooth versus Wolverine who have very similar powers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's like, um, 
I think it's like Marth and Ike from Smash Brothers. You know how they're kind of very similar, just sword fighters? I think this is what it is. It's like uh, uh, another example is like Ant-Man and Yellow Jacket. Remember that? from oh yeah, Marvel. yeah that's they, right. they have similar powers and they're very evenly matched kind of mm-hmm. so i kind of like that about this fight um it's just a lot of slashing and <laughs> uh yeah Sabretooth literally gets stabbed, stabbed. at least 10 times and <laughs> nothing happens this man is indestructible um so anyway yeah if you want to go into that uh, yeah so so after after logan falls down and then Sabretooth like picks him up um uh, Logan's like, surprise, I'm actually alive. And so <laughs> they started duking it out um, outside. And so they're like standing on top of the statue. Um, and so one small move, they can just fall off. <laughs> yeah. Which almost happens to Wolverine. Exactly. And so they're, they're duking it out. They're um, throwing each other a bunch too. And so one, one V one back and forth. Um, like Mason said, Logan stabs him a bunch of times and really doesn't do anything to uh, Sabretooth. <laughs> uh, and eventually, um, there's this one scene where um, he gets Wolverine gets knocked off pretty badly and he actually is hanging on to the statue just by hanging off from his claws that are like um, deep into the statue. So that was cool. And then he just gets back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, uh, what happens is, so as this whole fight is taking place, um, it goes, I thought, so does Logan give Cyclops' his visors back? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. After, after he defeats Sabretooth. Right. Well, not defeats him, but like stuns him a little bit. Right. Logan goes back down to the torch, mm-hmm. gives, um cyclops his visor back Mm -hmm. and this i i actually thought this was a really good use of powers too yeah Yeah, i I thought it was creative to get out of this situation so this scene logan is back um with his uh his teammates and he gives his visors back to logan but gene um at the same time uses the visors with her telekinetic powers yeah she manipulates it and so she uses those to defect deflect the beam that comes out of Cyclops. And so he shoots his little beam and she deflects it and it eventually blasts Sabretooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess so that got him. Yeah, so eventually, I don't know, that could have been <laughs> one of his lives. <laughs> <laughs> He's got nine lives. Exactly, exactly. So he gets blown up um and so meanwhile storm is just kind of chilling there <laughs> yeah we once again storm's storm's just <laughs> not using oh, her powers you guys want it to be sun you know like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then it, it finally goes to the main mission is to rescue rogue and yeah so... so then logan busts all the other three out of the mm-hmm. mag uh the the chains the metal chains mm-hmm. um and now they're all talking in the torch they're like okay how do we get rogue out of this spinny thing and cyclops is like i got a shot <laughs> but but that, that it's before so what's the reasoning for wolverine to go up there well i Wol- think wolverine is like like if, if anyone's gonna take it down it's gonna be me um and so he was like i i'll, I'll just do it and so he... that is a good moment for his character mm-hmm. because if you had if you if this same situation was at the beginning of the movie he probably wouldn't have done it right you know he's very just you know self-centered and 
cocky and arrogant. Mm -hmm. But now he actually has a connection with Rogue and also the other X-Men, too. I firmly believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so Logan is the one that has to go up to the the spinny thing. Mm -hmm. And he gets up there by a mixture of (laughs) Storm and Jean Grey. Honestly, Jean Grey could have done it by herself. Jean literally could have just, like, used her force <laughs> and just like plop them up there but they had to include storm somehow yeah storm had to contribute like, oh i have wind i can blow him up i can blow him up there and so he eventually oh. with the power of two they levitate him up to the platform mm-hmm. um where he is about to chop i don't yeah he's was, it... he was what so the thing he was like spinning right and so what he was planning to do is chop up the the spinning pieces that were like moving around and so when he was up there obviously he got encountered by magneto which he was like about to slice it but magneto was able to use his metal bending powers mm-hmm. to bend his claws back like literally back like right. they were bending the opposite way they were supposed to go right it was which cool. and and like Oh, that must have been so painful for Logan. Yeah. Because he said that at the beginning of the movie, when Rogue mm-hmm. and him were talking in the in the truck, uh, she was like, does it hurt when they come out? And he's, he's like, like, every time. Every time. So, <laughs> but like, it it just goes to show, like, it adds a little something because you know every time he does that, mm-hmm. it hurts him. Right. So like, he mean, when he pulls those out, he means business. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, his, his claws are bending backwards. And so, like, the other three X-Men in the torch, they're like, oh, we should probably do something about this. <laughs> um, and so uh, Cyclops is like, yeah, I think I have a shot. And Storm's like, no, you're going to hit the little one now. You're going to, you know. But um, he's like, yeah, I have a shot. And then he stands there. He's like, I'm going to take it. He's like, I'm going to take it. And then he stands there for another 30 seconds. He's like, all right, I really mean it this time. I'm going to take it. <laughs> But anyway, while Logan, you know, he's just kind of like, he's literally almost dying up there. Exactly. And, and Cyclops is taking a sweet old time. Um, but anyway, so Cyclops takes his shot eventually and shoots Magneto, which I don't know. I guess it shot his helmet or something and it didn't go through. Or Yeah, it just hits him. Yeah, it just hits him. And then Magneto falls down unconscious or something mm-hmm. and... Logan is able to chop the uh, machine. machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the while this is happening, there's this white beam that is supposed to represent... This oh, yeah. white blob mm-hmm. that's supposed to represent the power of the mutants going out to the public. Yeah, it's the radiation. And so, yeah, the radiation mm-hmm. is slowly spreading, so there's also that time factor in it, too. The CGI is very bad. Like, it was, like... It was very bad. It, uh... It's like white blobs white blobs <laughs> and like they could have done something else i feel like i mean but do you think at the time when this movie at was the time made, i'm sure it was okay yeah like i've seen like star wars from like 77 had better graphics and stuff you than think that. so yeah oh. but anyway i digress but so yeah that kind of took a little bit of the heaviness from that scene mm-hmm but yeah, so then the, the white radiation goes away because the machine is now broken because Logan saves the day. Mm-hmm. And now, but it turns out that during this whole process, it drains Rogue's power, obviously. Right. And so she's dead. <clears throat> Rogue is dead after the machine is turned off. And she now has white hair 
because of the radiation, I guess, <laughs> to make her look like her comic book character. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she's dead. And now Logan is like grieving her because, you know, they had gotten so close and like she's a daughter to him. Mm-hmm. And so um, she is dead. And now he leans his head onto her and then he gets an idea. He's like, wait a minute. If I do this, she can get some of my regenerative powers and come back to life. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens. And this scene, I this was such a good scene. It showed it, the scars and stuff coming back. Right. Like it added all of the wounds and stuff he's ever gotten. Um, and it added it back to his body to get her to be alive again. And so, I mean, he's the effects are cool in this part, I will say. Um, and so, like, yeah, he... He's just got scars and stuff all over him, wounds opening up, and she eventually comes back to life. Um, and so, but he is in very critical condition. He ends up in the hospital again, again, <laughs> but not time. before this. Like, oh, thank you for saving me, you know, and uh, and all that jazz. But oh. very emotional scene. Their bond, I totally buy. You know what I mean? Like some movies, it's like, oh, they try to force this emotional connection. Uh, in this movie, I definitely think it def it one hundred percent works. So, yeah, and then, you know, Magneto is, well, it, it cuts to the, uh, it cuts to the X-Mansion again. Right. So we don't exactly know what happens to Magneto yet, um, but the world is saved, and obviously this is good for mutants. Well, bad for mutants and good for mutants at the same time, mm-hmm. because good for mutants that they save the day, but they also save the day from bad mutants. So it's still, the, the debate of the mutants being unregulated is still going on in Congress and stuff. So that is definitely a theme that will play throughout the series. Um, so yeah, it cuts to the X-Mansion and they're all happy and uh, Professor X and Wolverine, who by the way have a very good dynamic too. I like their dynamic because it, it, it evolves into something more later on, mm-hmm. but you can tell it's going to be like a mentorship Right. thing for Logan because Logan's never had that stability he's always been on the run or just on the road in general um, but Professor X does him a, a huge solid and says look I know where they did these tests on you and I know where they made you to who you are today with the adamantium shell mm-hmm. and Logan is now on a track to go to that facility mm-hmm. uh, so that'll set up more stuff for the next movie um so yeah anything else you gotta um i mean so after that like we kind of see how it all plays out we see that rogue has white hair now (laughs) very big development um and so uh logan is taking off and then rogue is like oh no logan's going away i might as well go say goodbye to him (laughs) oh man um and then uh, they have their, you know, they have their moment together. Yeah, he gives he gives her his dog tags. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And that's she's right. like, he's like, I'll be back for these, and mm-hmm. then he leaves. So he's not. He used to be nomadic. You know, he never stayed in one place. Now he's kind of setting up root with the X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was that was a pretty good scene too. I mm-hmm. like that. You know, very heartfelt. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, and then while all this is taking place. Um, the X-Men are actually watching the, the news that's happening. Mm. Um, and we see our good boy, Senator Kelly, what? is alive. What? Um, and 
what happened was like he was saying that he's I think it was like he was taking a different stance on the the mutants. Um, he was reconsidering his his position. Right, yeah. right. Um, and then, like he he says a few a few statements, and then um, he just like walks away from the paparazzi or the the media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but there's this little clip that shows the like an orange glow in his eyes, which is eventually, as we know, Mystique. Dun dun dun. Um, so. So Mystique is alive. Yeah. She's been alive this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume that will be further um, developed into the next movie. Spoiler alert, it will. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, and then the last scene, one of the last scenes in the movie is, actually I think it is the last scene. Mm-hmm. It is. Magneto and Professor X are playing chess. Um, mm-hmm. If you notice, the chessboard is made completely of glass. And all the pieces are glass. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of zooms out and they talk about, you know, their different approaches. And, you know, their Magneto's like, why are you here? And Professor X is like, he's looking for hope. He's looking for hope that Magneto will be on the good side of things in this war. Mm-hmm. And Magneto's like, oh, this war is far from over. <laughs> you know, he, he has this little ominous tone. He's like, I will be back, you know. But it turns out that they're... I guess the uh, who would, I guess the government is keeping Magneto in this facility, which is made entirely of plastic. So his powers <laughs> his powers are useless. Um, I mean that's an interesting idea. I think honestly that's pretty cool. He's in a bubble. He's in a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a quarantine bubble. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so that that whole chess game was between the the two lead friends. You know, this the two sides of the war. Um, and if you notice, Professor X won the chess game. Mm-hmm. So it's possibly foreshadowing, but possibly saying, like, look, good always wins. Mm-hmm. Good always triumphs evil. And so, um, yeah, definitely definitely a, a, a good way to end the first movie so that they can set up the next movie. But it also feels like a cohesive movie, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought, I thought they did a good job ending it. So, yeah, anything else to say about that um no not really i thought i was like oh is this gonna be a, like i thought there's gonna be a cliffhanger there wasn't really... no i yeah that's yeah. what i mean like they tied yeah, it up so they but... ended the movie like that but which could kind of like act as like oh something's coming up in the next movie. right they still set up the possibility which i like mm-hmm. um but yeah you could watch this and not watch any of the other ones and be like oh okay cool yeah you know? um so yeah so that's that's the end of x-men um let's go into our favorite parts now right mm-hmm. um <laughs> so according um, to the notes you don't even have one i yeah according <laughs> to the notes i don't really have a favorite part nothing really stuck out to me uh, uh, i mean <laughs> good movie but okay uh, that's um, fair i mean yeah, really but, nothing really yeah nothing yeah well, nothing I had... that i really liked yeah, I enjoyed anything Wolverine related. Mm-hmm. So his entrance in the bar, um, I thought that was cool. You know, just him fighting the other opponent in the cage match. And, um, you know, just his introduction is really cool. And then also, I think possibly the best part was him when he stabbed through himself. Um, that showed how selfless he had become. Um, and also just really cool use of his power. Mm-hmm. So. Dang, what a short favorite part segment. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a long segment, though. Okay, it does so, not pass the vibe check section. <laughs> yep. So as I was talking 
in this podcast about the scene with our with, <laughs> with the villain Toad. Um, what doesn't pass the vibe check for me is how Toad um, is able to just knock out these X-Men. I don't know. I just get bad vibe from Toad. Like, <laughs> he should not be as strong as the movie makes him to be. And then what also doesn't pass the vibe check for me is like Storm's powers are questionable. Like, can she airbend? Can she like <laughs> zap people with her hands? Like, what? What does she, does she just need to be outside or something, um, to 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 like start using her powers? Uh, but I I'm just not sure. Uh, hopefully the the other movies, um, Storm is able to develop better. But... Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think they do. Okay, but like, uh, she's... I think so too. Yeah, but like I don't know. She's she's interesting interesting character i mean i know she's like an og x-men but mm-hmm. i would have probably picked a different x-man to have in your core group mm-hmm. i don't know that's just me yeah um those are totally valid concerns like toad was too, way too overpowered for who he was i don't know you know what i mean <laughs> and like out of all of the characters they had they in these the... comic books <laughs> they picked toad a guy with a long tongue exactly that can shoot you know green globbly gloop Gabagool, <laughs> Gabagool in people's faces. I don't know. I just it was very odd, especially for the first movie. Right. Like once you go along and you get more, sure you can add weirder characters like that. But yeah. I think they could have had a more established villain with Magneto. I mean, Sabretooth was pretty cool. Yeah. He was also yeah. overpowered, but I mean, it's mm-hmm. fine. I. You know what? Saying that he might have the regenerative properties of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So like maybe that had a factor of how he stabbed him so much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, those are very valid concerns. Uh, The stuff that does not pass the vibe check for me. um, So at the beginning of the movie, Rogue has a very Southern accent uh, because she's from Mississippi. And she eventually, she even has it when she meets Wolverine too. But then after that, it goes away completely. (laughs) It's a plot hole. They don't, they don't keep it up. I was so, I was kind of pissed. I mean, I liked it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm from the great state of Mississippi. <laughs> Everything I touch turns maybe, to stone. You know, maybe, maybe she mutated. And... She mutated her vo- her voice. Exactly. Wait, when she took Wolverine's power, maybe it took his accent too. Exactly. Dang. All right, never mind. <laughs> Plot hole fixed. We figured it out. We we, we plugged the hole. Um, uh, there was one thing I was wondering if Storm, I, I, we keep railing into Stormy Daniels, but like, <laughs> could Storm make a tornado? What do you think? I I personally think she could have. I think that would have solved also, a lot of problems. She also could have like water bended too. If, can she do that? I, I mean, mean I, she can make it rain. I guess. Yeah, if she can make it rain, then make why, everybody wet. <laughs> why couldn't she like? blast some waves that's everywhere. The, okay <laughs> this this goes into the problem of having these powers mm-hmm. but then like once you have these powers there's so many plot holes exactly like <laughs> like so my my last does not pass the vibe check i just added it while we were doing this cyclops he could have killed everyone with mm-hmm. his laser like one beam and they're finished cut right. in half you know so when you have that type of power it's hard not to use it appropriately like realistically he would have just shot toad and he would have been you know blown up mm-hmm. like i don't know why he didn't do that so it's like it's like um something i saw on youtube where why doesn't like captain marvel take out uh what's his face thanos thanos with just like her superpowers exactly like, easily well, it, yeah that's <laughs> that goes to the same problem like exactly. once you have these powers they kind of level them back like they nerf them mm-hmm. where they don't use them as they could so 
Captain Marvel's another one. That, like, she's just <laughs> way overpowered. Bro, anyway. Uh. All right, so that does that concludes the does not pass the vibe check section. All mm. right, now we're on to our official rating. Um, I'll go first. Okay. I used to be in love with these movies as a kid. I grew up with X-Men more so than, you know, Iron Man and all them. Um, so I definitely enjoy this more than people should. Although this recent viewing has made me reconsider some aspects of it. I still have a, a, a deep pocket in my heart for it. Um, but after growing up with, you know, X-Men and then transitioning to Marvel in older age, I kind of take for granted what Marvel's doing now. And so it kind of makes the older ones seem more, I don't want to say lame, but just less exciting, mm-hmm. less to it. But that doesn't diminish the fact that X-Men was very important. You know, you had so many heroes on screen at the same time, which was unheard of. You know, before this, you had Superman, you had Batman, and then you had those Spider-Man movies. Right. But X-Men kicked everything off. I think, actually, X-Men was before Spider-Man. But, like, before that, you only had Batman and Superman and a mm-hmm. few, like, random other ones. But X-Men kicked off the uh, thought of having this continued saga and keeping up with multiple characters at the same time. So I think it's very culturally important. And I think without X-Men, the MCU would not be what it is today. Um, so I'm going to give X-Men, um, let's go, f- I'll just go solid 4.3 out of 5 adamantium claws. Wow. It's pretty high, I know. That's pretty high. I think the nostalgia factor is <laughs> weighing my opinion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will always love these movies, I think. Mm-hmm. But I would have given it higher if you had asked me this 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> But now I'm kind of, eh. Yeah. But they definitely have good redeeming qualities. And I definitely like the sequels more. Well, some mm-hmm. of them. Some of them are worse. But <laughs> but yeah, as a starting movie to a franchise, I think it's solid. Introduces a lot of good characters and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, so for my rating, I'm going to rate it 3.8, I would say. Yeah, 3.8. Um, Because uh, as we're talking, like, there's only a handful of like action scenes like think things could have been better i think like we mentioned like maybe the cgi could have been a little bit better um and then as we saw like a lot of those cable action like cable flying action scenes <laughs> yeah yeah, those, uh, yeah um the action was okay yeah solidly was okay. okay yeah um, a little lower on my liking <laughs> yeah there are definitely better yeah. uh, showcases of superhero action mm-hmm. But I would say it was a, I would say for not having to seen this before, I think it was a good starting movie, um, which will eventually lead to the other movies. Um, so yeah, I think it's a I think it would say I would say it's an average movie mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. So what's your official number? Three point eight. Three point eight. Yeah. Oh my god, it's average. so low. That's not <laughs> average. What? Four. Yeah. I think four is average. 3.8 seems very low, but okay, that's fine. Okay. You'll 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 like the other ones next. Okay, hopefully. Well, a few. All right, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that concludes X-Men. All right, now we're on to the fun fact segment. Uh, Alex, what do you think about our fun fact? Um, <laughs> so our fun fact for today is if you were to be in a movie universe, which one would it be? This was our fan-submitted question by our good friend Tiffany, who submitted the other fan question. 
um, in our episode of Django. And so uh, I'll start us off. Um, so I personally would be in Fast and Furious movie universe. Um, I think uh, I I really like the cinematography in that and how they have <laughs> how they they they've really blown up the movies. Um, I don't know I just find it very entertaining. Lots of action to my liking. Um, they use street cars to do like like pretty much take down bad guys which is very interesting way to to do that but uh i would say fast and furious so you just want to drive fast yeah and rob banks exactly and be around uh, a good family (laughs) family Family. (laughs) (laughs) what Uh, about you mason uh i think everyone who knows me knows this i would love to be in star wars uh i think i think it is the best it's the richest uh movie not just universe but movie i don't know like it's just got such good mythology Mm -hmm. i think that i mean maybe harry potter you know has just like the most detail in it uh but star wars it's all encompassing it's everything um, I would not like to be a Jedi. Uh, I think I said this last time, but mm-hmm. I, I don't like the responsibility. You know, I just want to be carefree. Yeah. I want to be like the Mandalorian or, you know, like a bounty hunter or something. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a cool life. Um, also a Wookiee. <laughs> I would love to be a Wookiee. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of, you know, vibe, chill out at bars and stuff. Because, <laughs> see, if I was a droid, you can't go into bars because they're still technically... Yeah. So, you know, they say, we don't allow those kind in here, you know, mm-hmm. in the most icely cantina. So I think I would like to be either a Wookiee or some type of bounty hunter, Mandalorian type. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really awesome. Yeah. So no Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> I said bounty hunter, yeah. <laughs> um, I, would, I would be Jar Jar if he, if he was not Jar Jar. Okay. <laughs> but, but, that, uh, but yeah that's that's my that's i would love to be in the star wars movie verse um so yeah that is dang that's everything right mm-hmm. dang we did fun fact we did x-men i think x-men that was a good choice for this week yep. next week we don't even know we yeah. we might have a movie we might record it and then it might not even turn up you know garage band messes us up again oh. hopefully this one turns up Fingers crossed. Hopefully. I mean, the levels have been good, so. I think so as well. Yeah, but uh, all right, guys. Well, stay safe out there. Be nice. Uh, be safe. Have fun. Not too much fun. Uh, <laughs> make sure to like, subscribe, comment, uh, engage with us on the socials. We've got Insta. Uh, I think that's it, right? I was going to list off a whole bunch of things. Um, Maybe you- a LinkedIn soon? Question mark? I was just say, didn't you make us a Facebook page? Not yet. It hasn't been published. Should we? <laughs> Let us know in the comments if you want a Facebook page. Oh, okay. Dang, we're really on the ball today. Okay. So, <laughs> yep, that concludes our episode eight of X Men. Um, I hope everybody has a happy new year. Um, happy Valentine's Day, too. Oh, yeah. Mm. Too. Or Singles Awareness Day, whichever one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch you on the next episode. All right, see you guys. Peace.